Well, hello there. I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters. At a time when society is undergoing massive transnational change, when deep divisions are fracturing our society, we wanted to make sure we didn't lose sight of the small things that separate us. This is a show for quibbles and quirks and the quotidian things we disagree on. Every episode, we'll figure out a bone of contention among our four guests to split them into teams of two. Each team will then square off in a pop culture battle royale to determine whose dumb opinion should prevail. Will this show help heal the ongoing strife that's crippling society? Humphrey, what? I very much doubt it. Yeah. It's going to be fun though, right? I very much doubt it. Oh, fuck. Oh, sorry. You're listening to Troubled Waters. Our first contestant, you just heard his voice. He's a, a member of the Penny Dreadfuls. He's our old friend from International Waters. Hi. It's Humphrey Carr. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Doing great. Mmm. I'm glad to hear it. How's your L.A. summer? Oh, it's a bit hot for my taste. Really? I don't, I don't care for it. Oh, shit. We'll yeah, right, I know. There's a lot more to come. There's a lot more to come. Mm. What's, a, what's a British summer all about? Well, traditionally- A uh, Carr family <laughs> British summer. It is cricket. It's Wimbledon. Mm -hmm. It's one or two days of sunshine spread sure. out across, uh, not not all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, one or two days split across 50 or 60 days. Right. And um, Scotland. That's what we used to do when I was a kid. We really? got to Scotland. Yeah. Car Where the weather is Scotland. even worse. Yeah. What yeah. would you do? Uh, we would uh, walk up Braes, which is what they call hills, ah. uh, to you or I. Uh, we go to the Edinburgh Festival. Uh-huh. Uh, or certainly I would. Um, and uh, we listened to a lot of pipe music. Wow. Mm. It was a good time. I like a car summer. It's pretty good. I really do. We would go to um, Six Flags in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Uh, fun fact, in around 1978, Six Flags, which is, I mean, there, there are a few of them scattered around the country, but the one in St. Louis was seriously like the leading cause of death in the state of Missouri. <laughs> it was, there was a, uh, the reason why you now have to do the thing like the good, good, like the, the, bar. the bar thing on a on a, a roller coaster that will not move is because there was like in 1978 the Screaming Eagle, the longest, tallest, fastest roller coaster in all the United <laughs> States. Um, the woman got on it and she was like, "I don't want to wear the belt." And the guy who running the ride was like, "Okay, the and belt, the belt." There was it was just a belt, and so she didn't put it on and she flew off and hit a tree. Oh boy! And then that same summer, like a gondola thing that would take you from one end of the park to the other, one of the cars just fell. Just fell off its little wire and fell. Killed a couple people. So that was when they just decided to attach it to the yes. rails. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pride a loose ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, our second contestant hosts the Reading Glasses podcast here on Max Fun. She recently released her book, The Lady from the Black Lagoon. It's Mallory O'Meara. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me on. Thank you for being here. It's so wonderful. I mean, between talking of falling off roller coasters and our previous conversation about rants dressing, I'm just... Yeah. This is fantastic. Thrills and chills. You're engaged. I am so stoked. In the moment. I mean, dying on a roller coaster and eating ranch dressing, like that's the epitome of American summer, right? That's, it really that's is. A, America's Valhalla. Yeah. yeah. It's called Hidden <laughs> Valley. Come yeah. check it out. <laughs> Hidden Valley. <laughs> uh, tell me about your book. 
Uh, so my book is the biography of the woman who designed the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, wow. Uh, and for 65 years, nobody knew that she did it because her jealous boss at the Universal Monster Shop took her credit and she died in obscurity. And I spent several years of my life uh, uncovering her story. Holy cow. Yeah. What can you tell us? Give us a fun little tidbit. Uh, well, she was one of the first female animators at Disney. Uh, one of her marriages was to the original Lone Ranger. I, I kind of I like to pitch Millicent Damn. Patrick as uh, the Forrest Gump of the 1950s uh, yeah. with cooler shoes. Cool. What kind of shoes are we talking? Pumps. Woo. Rad. Except. <laughs> and that voice is uh, our uh, third contestant. He's just released the Mummy and Daddy podcast. Yes. Josh Briggs. Hi. It's great to be here. Welcome back. Oh. Thank you so much. What is Mummy and Daddy? Uh, it's a podcast about parenting through the lens of horror movies featuring children. Oh my so god! I do uh, it. Co-host it with my wife, uh-huh. and uh, we watch a movie and we talk through the parenting aspects of it. Yeah. And uh, we uh, go through. There's a few other segments on there. It's a lot of fun. We just did uh, the new episode features the David Cronenberg classic, The Brood. Oh, oh. good one! Wow. Yes. What is your favorite horror movie featuring kids? That's a, I mean, it's a great question. I, I kind of tipped it in this one that The Brood is my favorite, like, one to recommend. Yeah. Because it's, like, kind of the one you maybe haven't seen. Uh-huh. But uh, I'm a big I'm a big Poltergeist fan. Sure. You know. Yeah, we're get, talk we're about leading there. causes of death. Like, yeah. Like, that one. Oh, yeah. Two of those three kids. Poltergeists. Mm. What happened to so the third? Uh, what happened to the third kid? That's a great question. I don't know. Mm. I'll have to discover it. Unmummy and Daddy. Yes. Very good. <laughs> Have you seen the horror short Feeding Time? No. You should see it. It's okay, really great. I don't Adding know it whether it's on YouTube, but it's great. Uh, my friend Matt Mercer directed it, and it's very scary and fun. Okay, so there are three contestants. Our fourth is on the way, but we're just going to get it going. Yeah. We're going to start talking about stuff. Uh, we were talking ranch on the <laughs> way in. Ranch dressing. America's fastest growing condiment. By sales. America's sweetheart. And has been for many, many years. What is your take on Ranch Josh Briggs? Oh, I love it. It's creamy. It has a mystery herb. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, If you had to to name an herb. Oh, I'm going to go dill. Okay. Uh, And I'm going to say that my favorite part about it is that you can spice it up. You can dress it up, dress it down. It's great for any occasion. How might you? I'll I'll start with the easier one. How would you dress it down? Oh, dress it down. <laughs> how do you make ranch dressing trashier? I'm yeah. really interested in yeah, how we're yeah. going to do this here. Uh, yeah. All right. Yes, you got me there. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's if you're just dipping a, a single ingredient non-vegetable into it. So, like, let's a say cheese. you had a cheese stick, a Cheeto. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think uh-huh. Cheetos may have been too many, uh, too many too factors trashy? going on. I've gone yeah. too far. I've made um, it classy again. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly it feels like a sort of fancy pop-up restaurant. Yeah, all of a sudden it's at my wedding reception. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Humphrey, your agree. take. I, I can't say for sure that I've ever put ranch dressing in my mouth. Really? I've seen it. A ranch virgin. Is there? Mm. I, I'm a big ranch verge. Yeah. Ranch verge. <laughs> um, it's, it's okay. So, you know what? Let me, let me quickly change the subject. I, uh, over the 4th of July weekend, went to um, Disneyland. Okay. Mm. Yeah. It, uh, it's very, very crowded. They have a new Star Wars thing. There's a Millennium Falcon mm. ride. You You're a brave man. Line forever. It was okay. Yeah, it was fun. Disneyland in general, a thing to do or not a thing to do? Humphrey? Not interested. Yeah. I, went, I went there once. It was mm-hmm. absolutely fine. Yeah. And you don't <laughs> ever need to go back. No. Right? Yeah. I went with a, uh, with a friend whose wife is in Disney Animation. She came... Uh, she had her pass. He had his, which allows three more people. So there were five of us. 
and she had the app out and was like, okay, we'll go to the Millennium Falcon and then I'll line up these fast passes and was like, had everything on point for the entire day. Mm. And it was great. And now I don't ever need to go back. Yes. Yeah. And all the new rides, by the way, just jerky all around. Here's my thing. I am always so disappointed. I would like to go to the Star Wars land. I yep. like Star Wars. Sure. But I know that when I get there, it will not exceed my expectations. Uh-huh. And in fact, it will massively miss yep. below. It and might. so... <laughs> it depends on really what your expectations well, are. My expectations are so high. I went to the Harry Potter world here and I was like, this isn't a magic school. Yeah. There's a bunch of polystyrene up on a hill. <laughs> yeah. Forget it. Bunch of dicks. Yeah. Mallory, what do you think? Again, it's like eating ranch dressing. You can do it once and then you're done. Okay. You can. It's fun. It's fun to go. Hey, I, I saw this. I know. Just so for the. It's like reading the Bible. You just want all the cultural references, sure. so you know sure. what everyone's talking about. Yeah. And then you don't need to go again. Exactly. Josh Briggs, Disneyland, a thing to do as, as an adult or not? It is, but I'll tell you the best way to do Disneyland as an adult, and that's Hellestoned. Oh, what a great yeah. idea! It's the safest place on earth, as well as the most magical. That it's is like, so it's true. It's basically like hands will come out and catch you if you fell down. It is. It's very. It's very easy. Um, but it's. But it is not a thing to get married at. It is not a thing no. to. Uh, I also find it completely bizarre that Disney employees don't have free reign of that place. The fact that you just had to break down the logistics of how how many employees they can take with them into the park and they still have to abide by the same rules as all those other schmucks. Yeah. Is. So depressing yeah. that I can't really handle it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, otherwise, yeah, sure. Go back, poke around. It just costs a million dollars to That's go. So only price. go when it is free. Yeah. Our final contestant is here. Hi. Ladies and gentlemen, she can soon be seen in Edinburgh yeah. doing her one-woman show, Boss Whom Is Girl. It's Jamie Loftus. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Uh, is Disneyland an acceptable thing to do as an adult? Yeah, sure it is. Oh. Why not? I do. I mean, I do like it. I'm a little biased because... One of my guilty pleasures is being too into roller coaster YouTube. Ooh. So I go, I go to Disneyland with, I get my money's worth in context with the history of the roller coasters. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's so many, uh, if you can't fall asleep, like I can never fall asleep, there's a million one hour long, uh, like user made documentaries about the history of any roller coaster in existence. Easy. Nice. Yeah. So I like it for that reason, but also I keep it to myself so other people can still enjoy it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Folks, we have a disagreement, and I, I fall on a certain side. I'm not going to tell you which. Mm-hmm. Josh Briggs, mm-hmm. Jamie Loftus, mm-hmm. fighting for the idea that Disneyland is an acceptable thing to do as an adult. Difficult. Mallory O'Meara, Humphrey Carr, saying that it is not. Let me tell you something uh, very quickly. Um, the drummer in a band that I sort of know of. He, was, he, he came on later. They brought him on as the new drummer. As, as soon as he came in, I was like, I think that guy's on cocaine, and, so, and which is did not fly in this particular group of people. Anyway, uh, went to his wedding, uh, saw him and his wife off uh, for their honeymoon, which they spent at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Saw them immediately after. They spent, by the way, a week at Disneyland and uh, as adults. And I was like, how was it to the both of them? And they both said, oh, it was so much fun. We did a lot of cocaine. <laughs> like, why would you do, I mean, why would you do a cocaine, period? Like, that is not an acceptable thing for they adults to do. They clearly hate money, have but, way too much of yes. it. They're doing everything they can yes. to get rid of it. Like, are you trying sounds... to make your heart stop? It's already very exciting to go on a roller coaster. Why be on? Imagine going in the haunted house on coke. Yes. <laughs> What the a stupid close, idea, Humphrey. The park closes at like 10. Imagine yes. waiting in a five-hour line on Coke. Oh, mm-hmm. 
awful. We can all agree that is not a thing. Not a good idea. That is nothing no, anyone should do. All right. So it is Team Disneyland for, versus Team Anti-Disneyland? I don't know. What do you think? Josh, uh, Jamie, what should your buzz in word be? Oh, man. I don't know. I mean... Space my, Mountain. Space Mountain? All right, yeah, Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Space Mountain. And to uh, to show your your anti Disney stance, uh, the library. The library. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know that library ride. In with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was born to do. Yeah, library versus Space Mountain. I mean, it couldn't be starker than that. <laughs> Let's get into it. Keep your team names at the ready. They will be your buzzing words. We're going to start the show with a game we like to call Win the News. The round in which we give you a news story and ask you to take sides, even if it isn't really a story with two sides to take. We want you to act like the the shitty pundits that you see on cable news, like Tucker Carlson, but do it with your voice, not just your fucking face, the way they do this, because we can't hear your fucking face. Today's story comes to us from Blackburn in the UK, where a turf war between two rival ice cream trucks, or vans, as they call them there. Very good, yeah. Sure. So Correct. charming. Uh, has escalated to the point that the police have become involved. It's West Side Story, but instead of Jets and Sharks, it's Mr. Creamy and Mr. Whippy. The two tradesmen have been caught on camera yelling at each other in front of children, eagerly awaiting 99 flakes and screwballs. One claims the other overtook his van and then blocked his way. They've had long-running arguments about stealing each other's pitches. However, the plot thickens. The dispute has been going on since 2015 when Mr. Whippy, then an employee of Mr. Creamy, quit overpay. Police have demanded that the rival frozen sugary fat sellers find a thaw in their icy relationship. So now I'm going to assign both teams a position on this story. They will each get one minute to make their case. And then because winning the news is about proving how wrong and dumb your opponent is, you will also each get 30 seconds to rebut the other team as well. Team Library, because I am already sympathetic to your cause, I'm going to have you go first. You will have one minute to tell me why the police were wrong to intervene and why the ice cream sellers should be allowed to continue and maybe even escalate their row. That's a fight in British. <laughs> it is a fight in British. Yeah. Well, uh, I would say the city of Blackburn is a former industrial hub in mm. the northwest of England. Actually fallen on hard times. Lancashire, as has much of the, the industrial heartlands of, of Britain. And uh, the people need something to give them hope. And what could give them more hope than the spectacle of two independent <laughs> businessmen who have picked themselves up by their bootstraps uh, and gone at it like... The great industrialists of old, Carnegie, mm -hmm. uh, Rockefeller, Mr. Creamy, yeah, and Mr. Whippy. I mean, it, this is really giving the working class people hope, and it's also so much more ethical than fighting birds, fighting dogs. I actually right. prefer to see two ice cream men in a ring. Sure. You know someone's going to drop a banana peel down there, and that's what I've been waiting my entire life for. Right. So I'm going to go, whoa, 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 <laughs> and fall down. You have five seconds. It, yeah, that's, I mean, it's really all about the banana noise. That's what we're all Also, for. British children don't mind hearing the sea bomb. Yes, it's acceptable. <laughs> it's it's thrilling. encouraged. Uh, you, okay, we were just talking about this the other night. Do you know what I really wish we could do in the U.S., but we can't do it because it has size implications that it cannot be divorced from? The insult cow right. is so good. Yeah. It's so good. And like for British people, it just means slow, it, stupid person. Yeah. It's got a trace 
Oh, does uh, massage. It? I'm sorry. Are okay. we talking about oh. just the word cow, or is there an insult cow? Insult <laughs> cow. No, oh, no, like there's not like a it's, it's like, like a triumph yeah. that no. comes around. So it's, cow. it's a touch massage. It's got to touch the a massage. Touch massage. I, I like. I, like, I wish listeners could see the little hand gesture that looks like someone. <laughs> it's a. Which it's, like, it's, like, it's like I'm releasing a bowling ball. So it's got enough massage to like really guide it into the into the bad part. It felt like it was a hella massage. Yeah, and that was yeah. I was giving it a bit of. A, a bit, bit of English. Of, a bit of but yeah, on the British soaps, are always calling each other a cow. Get you out, cow. you cow! You cow. I love it. Yeah, I think it's like when I think of it, it's it's usually sort of mean husbands calling their wives that. But actually, okay. I suppose lady to lady, does that remove the massage? I mean, that's a, no. too much of a, mm. a, that's above my philosophical pay the grade. Old <laughs> internalized massage. Heard about there it. There you go. All right, Team Pro Disneyland. Let's get back to business. Oh, boy. Uh, you now have one minute to tell me why the police were correct to intervene. Your time starts now. To begin with, there's few sources of joy in the world. That's right. Ice cream is one of them. If you take the joy out of the most joyful thing, make it violent, make it uh, full of, of conflict, that's not delicious, I don't That's think. That's right. And this was all about, this intervention was all about the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. They could have taken away their licenses for their vans. They could have uh, disbarred them from the Ice Cream Association of Vanier. <laughs> uh-huh. Had they done that, then uh, the kids would have no ice cream at all, but instead, these coppers, they decided to say, like a real Judge Judy, they said, you settle your differences on your own. And you guys, and figure I, this out. And while I agree... Like that it would be fun to watch ice cream men fight each other. I think that's the right. thing that's only more beautiful that, than that is seeing two ice cream men sincerely apologize to each other and make amends, shake hands, and, you know, maybe maybe a light peck on the cheek. Maybe oh. they swap cones like they're eating <gasps> each other's wedding cake. Like in though. Rome. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. that. Licking nice. cones in Rome. But yeah. again, <laughs> this is about making your opponents look like dicks. So, Team Anti-Disneyland, you have 30 seconds to explain to me, my team pro Disneyland is full of beans flavored ice cream. If I may be so bold, Britain is about to be thrust naked and screaming onto the international stage, shorn of all the protections that we enjoy in the European Union. Right. Okay. We need to toughen our children up. And They've our ice cream men. And our ice cream men. Because do you think they're going to enjoy all those protective tariffs from the EU? No. Our streets are going to be flooded with cheap Italian gelato. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, and, and we, five uh, seconds. When Children. you run out of money for tanks, they're going to be coming for those ice cream trucks. Yeah, we got to get ready for war. I don't ice cream trucks. Uh, team Pro Disneyland, you have thirty seconds to explain to me why your opponents are ding dongs. Oh, well, that's cute ice yeah. cream fun. <laughs> is it though? Not really. Pandering. Let's let's, let's let's your thirty seconds starts now. Uh, suggesting we should uh, militarize our ice cream men uh, is a dangerous precedent, I think. Absolutely. We, the last thing we need is more violence in the streets. Exactly. And and while, you know, I think that there's a time and a place for organized violence, I like a fight on TV, but I don't like uh, trouble in, in the neighborhood from places that we're supposed to be getting delicious sugar joy. Uh, you don't want a violent, uh, I mean, ice cream men basically 
basically public servants. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Militarizing They're the best, the best is, of us. Your time is up. Yeah. Your time is up. You know, honestly, I'm kind of 50-50 on both of your cases. However, Humphrey, you brought up Brexit, which I don't understand. And Jamie, you said Sugar Joy, which I do. So you win that round. <laughs> At the end of round one, Team Pro Disneyland is in the lead. Unreal. One nothing. Well, when war comes, you, Doing... know, you are all swapping cones and we are ready. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Doing what the cops say is for knocks and pedos. See, that was a winning argument. You, you should have just dropped that. I should have that. said that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the police. Well, now it is time for a round we are calling Competitive Anecdotes. This is the round that lets members of the entertainment industry talk about their favorite things in the world themselves. So we're going to give our contestants a prompt, allowing them to tell a story from their own lives, and based on how interesting I find it, how charming the storyteller is in recounting the tale, or just how much I can relate to it myself. I will select a winner. Inspired by our win the news story, our first prompt is for our guests to tell us about a time in which they faced off against a rival. Any high school election drama or a, a tense battle to sign in first for an audition? Or that time you got the police involved with an ice cream truck throwdown? Buzz in when you have a tale to tell. I'm going to just let you know right now on the rivalry tip. I found out in the last year that I am someone's nemesis and I had no idea. <gasps> yep. Do you know who it is? I do. I do. It's a, a guy I went to high school with. I went to a very small all-boys high school. There were 49 people in my class. But he has, he has a real axe to grind with me. He's now a college professor, and he has run my name through the mud many, many times. In heard class? From, wow. In class. I've heard it from several of his students. And he also gave my book a shitty review on Amazon. <gasps> <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. I have I'm to not admire say his name, that but... level of pettiness. Yeah. 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 I'm ready for squaring off against a rival. Okay. All right, this is some like nuclear level of petty. Uh, yes, so an please. ex-boyfriend of mine, uh, when we started dating, I was not an author, uh, and he was, and he once told me that my uh, my writing was terrible and that my career was like a fart in high wind. And after we broke up, I got a literary agent from the same literary agency that he is with and sold my first book, and my book has become one of the best-reviewed books at the entire literary agency. It has been positively reviewed by the New York Times, yes. the L.A. Times, yes. and the Washington Post. I'm an L.A. Times bestseller, and, uh, yeah. Our latest I heard is that he can't even sell any more books. He's a fucking idiot. Oh. Uh, and so I now now that. all of my Eat friends it. tell me, they're like, oh, but you are such a mighty fart, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> the mightiest of farts. A thunderclap. A mighty thunderclap. Oh, yes. Fantastic. Oh. Well, you're in the lead on that one. Anyone else? Beautiful. I mean, I'll go. Do it, you cow! But in so far as to say that, like, I am such a beta male that yeah. I don't think I've ever had a rival mm -hmm. in my life. But you probably do. Yeah, there's some sub out there, really. There's, out there. <laughs> there's some Omega Man, what, uh, is even lower down. Fighting to be what the alpha if, sub. What if it's Frank Turner, who I oh, I, was I understand that you went to school with, and that blows Frank my mind. Turner. You told me that. Yeah, blows my fucking mind. Well, Frank, I mean, in a way, I am probably the villain of Frank Turner's rivalry story. Insofar as he would have no idea who I am, he might. I mean, because he might he vaguely does. remember me. I bet he does. But he insofar as he was in. Him and his terrible band would play terrible shows in our school assemblies. And I was part of the large crowd of sort of posh boys who sat there looking bored and horrified. Mm -hmm. So we're the sort of villains from Camp Tiger Claw. Yeah. <laughs> and he is the plucky... The oh. plucky hero who then went on to have this great career and yeah. be such a fantastic musician. But if you don't think he remembers every fucking second of that... I would say he wouldn't pick me out of the crowd, but as I'm six Your foot seven, yeah. etched I was, into his mind. He yeah. would look at the sea of faces and there'd be one boy whose shoulders 
and head were also poking out of the entire group. Mm-hmm. Every so time he like, plays for a crowd, asshole. he's looking for you. Absolutely. He's looking for me. <laughs> was that your rivalry story? I did kind of. That is as much it. of it as I've got. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, like, I don't have. A, I, my problem is, I don't have any. I've never had anyone that I consider a rival. I didn't think so either. But here we and are. yet you do. I don't yeah. know. Well, I guess maybe there's someone someone out there. Who yeah, I, mean, I guess if I don't know, by they're definition, like, he has I don't. No idea. Yeah, yeah, that joke. Not the call. What a what a classic asshole move of that big asshole to not, <laughs> to not know that I hate him. <laughs> That's infuriating to people though if they don't yeah. know that you hate them right. or That's they the hate you. Part. Yeah. Same thing. I did not know I had a rival. It's a one way rivalry. There was a guy I went to college with who was roommates with some friends of mine. We all moved to L.A. and he wouldn't speak i barely i didn't really even know him i couldn't pick him out of a crowd to this day even after his roommates because anytime i'd come over their apartment he'd leave and go to his room or go even if they had a party he'd be talking to other people and then the second i'd like welcome hey guys he'd leave and go off and do something else and i was like what is up with this guy jay someone's like oh yeah he hates you and i was like what turns out i was uh I used to. I was an RA once. I could get a student. I am a narc, I guess. Jesus. Sure. I had this whole thing where it was just about the student aid, right? The financial aid. And then I was my friend who was also an RA. He had never written anyone up. That was his whole thing. And so we got to his very last night of college before we actually had to write someone up for smoking weed. So I know that I had never written anyone up. Turns out this guy, Jay, is convinced that I wrote him up for being blackout drunk and puking in a bathroom stall. And uh, so that never happened. And apparently he was holding it against me because of someone that I might have looked like or he was also blackout drunk. So I have no idea what the fuck he was talking about. (laughs) Jay still hates me to this day. He never wanted to hear it. That's it. Wow. Wow. That's cruel. Tell your grandkids that one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The lonely road of the RA. Mm. (laughs) Jamie? Uh, you got anything? Yeah, I got a fresh one. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. I was in, uh, this past weekend, I was in a room full of rivals at one point, um, where, just to super summarize it, um, I took the Mensa test, the like high IQ test as a joke last year, uh-huh. and wrote about it, uh, and was like kind of like, you know, poking at the nerds, sure. uh, which they do not like. Ended up getting in, and then uh, the the nerds came for me. They got very, very, very angry, and I got a couple of death threats. I got a lot of salty comments. A lot, just people are very mad. And uh, so this past weekend, this thing has been going on for a full year at this point, and um, some of the people in this uh, very hotly contested secret Facebook group was like, you have to come to the Mensa annual gathering and like meet us, and you'll see that we are normal people and we are great and you you prejudged us as nerds and we're cool and so I went to a totally a not nerdy thing to say yeah. by the way yeah. you'll There's, see I'm not, I'm not quoting them but that's the that's the summary and the so I went to Phoenix this weekend to fulfill that request and so I was in a room full of minimum uh 20 to 30 people who had blocked me on Facebook a year ago because they were so mad at me and it was just like <laughs> weird confrontation after weird confrontation after weird confrontation of like you're the weird one <laughs> we're, we're regular it was walking into a live comment section of, yeah. oh, that's brutal. of people wow. I knew didn't like me I've never had an experience like that before I don't care to have it again maybe I'll come out stronger on the other end right now I just I'm just uh, all my organs have been clenched wow. since I got back from that mercy Yeah. you know what that's a very good story. However, the the touch of revenge that Mallory gave me gives her 
the slight edge, you've got a point. Team Anti-Disney. Thank you. You saved my bacon with my (laughs) non-story. It's okay. Um, So what goes on at a Mensa meeting? Uh, yeah, tell us what nerds they are. They just, <laughs> they just smell their own farts. They're, it's, it's not, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep an open mind about it, stay objective. Uh, it is, it, during the days, it is a series of talks and conferences that, I don't know, I didn't learn much there. And then at night they that's get... That's because you're so smart. They're, no, that's the thing. is nothing like, to teach you. It's almost like IQ tests are a scam. I, I didn't learn much during the day, but there was a bunch of like weird talks, and then at night everyone gets blackout drunk and yells at uh-huh, each other. Uh-huh. And so they all that bang for five days. Do Is they- it like Ren Fair, where like when everyone else goes home, they all start banging each other? Not as horny as I would have thought the environment to be. They're and too I was clenched up to be horny. Yeah, and I and I tried to stay. I wanted to participate, but I wanted, but I was also like I had to stay relatively sober because I'm in rooms full of people who dislike me, right. and I'm alone, and I also like want to. You know, I'm like, is this a horny environment? And it wasn't a very horny environment. It was just, it, it was just a room full of people in togas, talking to each other loudly. They wow. wore togas. Yes, they're only one on toga night, of course. They. Oh, wore. okay. Yes. Yes. I thought they just didn't because well, smartest Aeschylus. I should have, uh, should have been clear. Wow. Yeah. All right, anti Disney, you have won that one. Good we story. have a tie right now. <gasps> After round two, one, one point apiece. Although it's obviously clear. Disneyland is not cool. Thank you for being here, everybody. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters after this break. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And together we present Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. We explain the historical significance of everyday etiquette topics, then answer your questions relating to modern life. So join us weekly on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. No RSVP required. Check out Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it? Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. Here, playing for the idea that Disneyland is unacceptable for grown-ups. We have Mallory O'Mara and Humphrey Carr saying that it is Jamie Loftus and Josh Briggs. I am your host, Dave Holmes, and our next round is called The Childlike Emptiness. Of course, uh, a man who needs no introduction, superstar Limal. With the theme from The NeverEnding Story, this year is the 35th anniversary of that 80s fantasy film. It had two sequels, two spin-off TV shows, and a video game, and then after 2002, nothing. So it may, in fact, have ended. Uh, but like Atreyu watching Artax sing into the swamp. I don't know if that's a thing that happens in the movie. I have it not is. seen it. Yep. Uh, we are here to watch our youth and relevance disappear, clinging to every last bit of nostalgia that we're able to. We're going to play you a series of songs from the soundtracks of 80s sci-fi fantasy adventure films. You just need to buzz in and name the movie. Okay? Cool. Okay. Okay, but here's the deal. There's a twist. Uh-huh. In honor of the never-ending story's literal bookend plot, we're going to add one extra twist. Each of the songs will be a cover of the original. Some are professional recordings. Some are things that Riley and John Luke found on YouTube. God bless you. <laughs> God <laughs> bless you. All right, clip number one. Let's hear it. My heart's in overdrive, and it's great to be alive. Who's Johnny? She 
said and smiled in a special way. Johnny, she said, you know I love you. Who's Johnny? Library. She yes. What's is, the movie? Is it Short Circuit? It is Short Circuit. Oh, it is wow. Short Circuit. Yeah. Wow. I just went off the mo- only movie I could think of had a character called Johnny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Johnny Five. There you go. That is a cover of a song called Who's Johnny by Elder Barge. By the way, a song I have never understood. What the fuck is going on in that song? Have you ever listened to the lyrics? They don't make any sense at all. Apparently, the song was featured as a tie-in music video for the film, and also it existed within the reality of the film. Because the robot number five hears it and then takes the name Johnny Five, right? It's a a sentient robot movie soundtrack eating its own tail, kind of a Roboros kind of a situation. Point to you, Humphrey Carr. Let's move on to clip number two. Uh, library? Yes. Uh, Mad Max Thunderdome? Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome that was originally performed, as by you know, Tina by Miss Tina Turner. Auntie Entity. Is that who it was? So she plays Auntie, Auntie Entity in the movie. Oh. Wow. I also haven't seen that one. You're clearly the nerdier of the two teams. <laughs> um, so, but that cover came from Riverdale, the covers album masquerading as a, uh, a teen pulp drama. The song was uh, performed on the show by Josie, played by Ashley Murray. Josie and the Pussycats. Mm. Anyway, uh, okay, let's hear number three. Just a man with a man's courage. He knows nothing but a man. Library. Yes. Um, Flash Gordon? Flash oh. Gordon is correct. The original it's song swept. was by Theme. That cover was by Tenacious D. Uh, next clip. Uh, library? The yeah. Goonies. The Goonies! Oh. That was Newfound Glory covering, covering Cindy, Cindy Lauper's theme. The Goonies are good enough. I was expecting all the covers to sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, okay, let's oh hear the God. next one. Oh, Space Mountain. Oh, yeah. Yes. Is this a Doctor Who related thing? No. Oh, 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 oh library. It is Back to the Future. future. To steal. Sons of yes. Yes. Oh. Sorry. Back in time from Back to the Future, originally by Huey, Huey Lewis, Lewis and the News, who was also in the movie. Oh, it never stops. <laughs> uh, that was another YouTube find. It was performed by Drew Parker. You'd think someone named Parker would reconsider before recording a Huey Lewis song because Parker Lewis can't lose. Uh, but Drew Parker plays by his own set of rules. Let's keep. M- no, let's. That's it. Oh, good gravy. Oh, well, Huey Miller. Let's recap them scores. Yeah, you guys, while you were off being cool in high school, we were watching. Yeah, I was jerking it in my room. To short circuit. Yes, indeed. I believe that was a female character in it. What was the score of that round? Library swept. I really thought you guys kept up. Man. That's sweet of you to say. Yeah. I've, I've, I guess you were just kind of in the room, them. and I hope for the best. We're calling our next round Unprecedented Presidents. You're going to need to listen closely here. This one's going to take you on a ride. The office of POTUS has been sullied by some of its genuine incumbents. So we think you could do worse than just make up some fictional ones. I'm going to ask you some questions about presidents. You have to guess who they are. If, for example, I asked which president was the first holder of the office and also a deep, narrow valley with rocky sides, 
obviously you would give the answer. Gorge Washington. Gorge Washington. See, you've got it already. Uh, okay, keep your buzz in words at the ready. You look ashamed of yourself, and that was so fast. <laughs> yep, yep. Keep your shamed face held high. The writer is right here. So, That's all John Luke. Really? Yep, I give him credit where it's due. That's what they always say. This president was assassinated while watching a play and was the star of a film about a pig who becomes a sheep. Library. Oh, Jesus. I think, uh, I, heard, I think I heard Space Mountain first. It's Babe Abraham Lincoln, Pig in the City. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, Babe Lincoln, you, 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 know, you added more syllables. It's than also you need, your but we'll porn name. Favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Pig in the City is rooting around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. This, I was supposed to be proud. This president was the subject of the Star Report. And is an herb from the celery family used to flavor many foods, Library. such as possibly ranch dressing, if you ask Josh Briggs. Dill Clinton. Dill Clinton is correct. Good on you. Free car. This president gave up his peanut farm to avoid a conflict of interests and was also what uh, Mallory's boyfriend said her uh, Library. 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 Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy. Barter. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. God, I hate saying that word. I hate it so much. Uh, this impeached president was also a Japanese camera. Oh, Space Mountain. Yeah. Richard Nikon. Yes, you guys are really good at this. Uh, this president was the first president and would always jump around in the most violent area of a concert audience. Uh, uh, library? Library. Uh, George Washington. Yes! This president was a former Hollywood star and participated in druidic traditions on the solstice. Yes. Uh, Ronald Pagan. Ronald oh, Pagan! Yeah. I can't believe how good at this you all are, and I also don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> this president in office at the end of World War II would shave his head, cover himself in paint, and play the drums for exorbitant ticket fees. Uh, library. Yes. Harry Blueman. Harry S. Blueman. Harry S. Blueman. That brings us to the end of that round. That and the scores are hey. Library takes it. Disneyland is shameful. <laughs> okay. Thank you for being here, everybody. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters after this break. Hey, if you like your podcast to be focused and well-researched and your podcast host to be uncharismatic, unhorny strangers who have no interest in horses, then this is not the podcast for you. Yeah, and what's your deal? <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Our show's called Baby Geniuses. And its hosts are horny adult idiots. We discover weird Wikipedia pages every episode. We discuss institutional misogyny. We ask each other the dumbest questions and our listeners won't stop sending us pictures of their butts. We haven't asked them to stop, but they also aren't stopping. Join us on Baby Geniuses every other week on MaximumFun.org. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. Here, playing for the idea that Disneyland is unacceptable for grown-ups. We have Mallory O'Mara and Humphrey Carr saying that it is Jamie Loftus and Josh Briggs. I am your host, Dave Holmes. Now it's time for a favorite round of ours from both our old show and now our new because we're filthy. It's erotic fan fiction. <laughs> this is where we give both teams a pair of media items that should not belong together and may or may not even be sexy at all and make you make them get it on like in a bare-ass bacchanal. But now we're adding an extra twist or a kink, if that's your thing. While previously we used to make teams craft fanfic from different sources, we are now going to make you directly compete 
So to do that, we're going to make you draft your consenting sexual participants from our two titles and see which team can build the best, sexiest roster. Because Disney owns pretty much everything in the world, especially in the summer movie area, we are now going to town in the House of Mouse. Disneyland, if you will. Which, by the way, is gross. We're going to have you take the Toy Story gang and have you slash them right through the characters from The Lion King. Okay, Slash them right through? Slash them right through. Okay, Team Pro Disneyland. Because you are behind, you will get first draft pick. We will have each team pick four characters in total, two from each film. You can oh confer. You can confer. You can converse. Right. Uh, do it on mic. Well, I mean, who's the, who's the, the horny? Bu- I mean, Buzz and Woody seem like uh, slam dunks. I mean, uh, I, I guess so. But I mean, but if we're talking ab- about like uh, you know different types of bodies, I think you know you can't go wrong with Forky, very phallic, right? <laughs> you can't. Uh, I'm personally Multi. slinky. That's you know Ooh, the, acro- the acrobatics that sure. slinky could do. You think oh, it's almost like I've thought about this before. Potato heads mm-hmm. butt opens right. <laughs> They're right, right. Yeah, infinite. <laughs> okay, so okay, I think let's keep it current. We're gonna do Forky. Okay, Forky. Forky. Keeping it current. Keeping it current. Team Library. Oh, Mr. Potato Head for sure. He can be whatever you want him to be. You can That's stick true. a big old ding dong on him. Yeah, yeah, right on his nose. You can stick him. At, you can stick that dong anywhere you want. And just, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to like guide your story, but uh-huh. it's just inherently role playing with him, right? Right. Oh yeah. Can, yeah. He can you be. Could, be you can put that mustache on. You could take it off. Yeah. Make his put his eyes. I will say. I'm just gonna throw out before we officially select him. I just want to throw out Sergeant Soldiers. It means you get a lot of guys that can run a train on someone. Yeah, well, mm. same thing with the aliens. Yeah. And they have those little uniforms. Oh. Mm. That's true. <laughs> well, let's go with let's go with Potato Head. I, yeah, I think there's the most erotic potential in sure. Mr. For Potato sure. Head. Okay, pro Disneyland, choose someone from The Lion King. Mm. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like Rafiki is... Uh, that's is my top R- choice. Rafiki's a wild card. Yeah, Rafiki. Big red butt, cool stick, <laughs> shakes it. <laughs> Salt. Okay, great. Take a Rafiki. Oh. Rafiki? Yeah. Great. Scar, Scar right. Fox. I immediately was like, Scar. Yeah, Scar. He's the most sexual one. He's, he's slinking. Very he's fucking voiced by Tim Curry. Like, come I on. Think Jeremy Irons. Oh, even, oh, even, even, yes, even sexier. Very, very he, sort of disapproving father he, figure. Yeah, yeah. he's a gay villain. Very gay villain. Extreme, yeah. yeah, he's very slinky. Okay. Yeah, he's Your second choice from the Toy Story cast. Team Pro Disneyland. Oh boy! I mean, I almost want to just take Mrs. Potato Head off the table for them, but oh, I just feel like um, that is a good. I like that strategy. I also like ham. He's <laughs> yeah, I like ham. <laughs> just just in general, <laughs> character. Yeah, it's just an aside. I haven't eaten dinner. So. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think Mrs. Potato Head is a, is a strong choice. Okay. We'll, Great. We'll fly fire with fire. Great. Mr. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very I, I think we should either go for aliens mm-hmm. or Slinky Dog. Slinky Dog can probably suck his own dick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, he can lick his own butthole. I mean, he's real close. Well, yeah. all dogs can do that. <laughs> Slinky that's Dog. True. Yeah. That is if true. If, if he can suck his own dick, but think of what he can do for yours. If we did that, that's so true. He's, probably, <laughs> he's been practicing for years. Slinky he's Dog. He's got to know his way around it. Wow. Yeah. Although, I do like aliens. That's a lot of there's a lot of people. Yeah. You get like... <laughs> but quality over quantity here. Sure. Okay. Yes. I hear what you're saying. Would that someone had said that to me years ago. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So we... Slinky dog. Slinky dog. It... Slinky dog. Yep. Yeah. Which I just heard as sucky dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> choose your second Lion King character. 
Disneyland lovers? Ooh, um, I don't know who the bottom four are. <laughs> Those are oh well, Those so, are the hyenas. Uh, the hyenas, and then Sarabi is the um, Simba's mom. Um, okay, I'm taking Mufasa. I'm gonna say no Mufasa. He's uh, dead. He's first of all, he's dead, and yeah, and also he's too like noble, so I feel like he he wouldn't fuck very well. I don't think he just lorded over you the whole time. Yeah, yeah, he'd be like <laughs> withholding. That was, that was a king's dick you just saw. Um, hmm. You just saw. You just. Saw. <laughs> you don't even get to do anything with it. You what just about just Zazu? Look at it. How do you feel about Zazu? You think he's a prude, or Zazu. you think he gets into it? I, I think, think Zazu got a wild cat. I mean, yeah, I mean Zazu. Hmm, okay, and then we have Zazu and Rafiki. That's that's a weird team. Yeah. That's a weird team. I They probably have a cool like dungeon they run together. Yeah, I feel like they're good yin and yang uh of Yeah, let's do Zazu. Okay, let's great. Do Zazu. Zazu. Yeah. That's is that the I've never seen it. Is the that bird. the bird? He's a toucan. The okay. bird. Oh, that's that's fun. How the about Timon? Team. He's right at dick height. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. And we we I've got to say we're stacked with dicks. <laughs> well, I feel like so between Slinky Dog and Timon, we have a, a, a like a world champion dick sucking team. Yeah, Dundee <laughs> world champion dick sucking team. We're, we're going to bring we're that championship. <laughs> so we've each got our four participants. Uh, oh, Disneyland. I'm going to give you two minutes. Uh, remind me uh, your cast. Uh, we've got Mrs. Fork. Potato Head. Yep. And Forky. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Zazu and Rafiki. Great. Yeah. <laughs> your two minutes starts now. Turn me on. Okay. So, uh, and and they're all they're all fucking each other. Oh, just okay. to be clear. Oh, okay. No, I'm asking about the rules. Oh, I thought you were saying <laughs> a tableau. Are they all in, in, okay. in media race? <laughs> just like we end in there. See, they're it's all Caligula. They're well, I mean, <laughs> they are getting to the point where they will. They're but preparing. I mean, you know, this is we'll start. We'll restart your two minutes. But, okay. Okay. But this is. I mean, you know, let's make it sexy. Let's let's create some plot. Let's mm. give I'm us have some, an anxiety some, attack. Let's give our characters some. Okay. Uh, some wants, some needs, some direction. Your okay. time starts now. Mrs. Potato has been really tired of uh, sex without sex organs, of all the things she can do for herself. She has everything, but there is there is one thing that's missing. You know, right. she's always felt that way, and she says this to camera. She says, "There's always one thing I feel like I've been missing, right?" That's and that's right. how. It, and and she's hanging out in her mansion. Yep. She's probably getting ready for lunch, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and uh, lots of logistics at the top of this porn. Uh, <laughs> anyways, she's just ordered a pizza. <laughs> and her friends Rafiki and Zazu are there. And I think just to put them in play, yeah. Zazu is already sucking Rafiki off. <laughs> As the story begins. They walked in like that. He can walk on all four we're they're moving around. Yeah, they're moving around the room, and mm-hmm. Zazu's, you know, flying along, flapping to keep up. So Zazu sucking Rafiki off the whole time mm-hmm. as Mrs. Potato Head is going on this journey. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I want to join in, but I don't have I don't the know tools what to that do. I need. You know? She looks at a pizza, and she's like, you can't eat this with a fork. Right. You can't eat this with a fork. Ding dong. <laughs> Who's at the door but a Forky? fork. And suddenly, she sees in Forky, who... Consistently, you know, Forky's character, he's like, I suck. Wood, I don't belong. And then Mrs. Potato Head says, guess what? You do. Strap on, buddy. Stick it in me. You're done. That's how you yeah. start. You got to cook a potato. You got to poke some holes in me. So he hops into the the back hole of her and she rattles him around <laughs> a little bit. 
and he's freaking out. Meanwhile, uh, Zazu and Rafiki have Ten switched seconds. positions. Oh boy! And oh yeah! So now Rafiki's sucking Zazu off uh, two <laughs> feet above the and ground, and then they all come explosively, and the house explodes. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh. the mansion explodes with cum. Yes. Wow! You really nailed the landing with a cum explosion. One <laughs> <laughs> in doubt. That's why I love doing the show. I get to Listen. say things like that. Yeah, um, we're good at movies. Yeah, and I get to also pray that my mother never finds out what a podcast is. Uh, okay, Team Anti Disneyland, remind me of your cast of sexy characters. So we have Potato Head, Slinky Dog, uh, Scar, Scar, and Timon. Timon. Yes. Timon. Okay. Mm. You've got some comic relief. Yeah. You've got a gay villain. Oh, yeah. You have a couple of toys that I already forgot which ones they were. It's a good Your time. time starts now. Okay, so everyone's hanging out in Mufasa's cave. You know, there's a lot of green mist and vapor set in the scene. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's very romantic. Timon's. Poppers? Mi- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to get to that. Okay. <laughs> and Timon is saying all these wise crafts, cracks, and Mufasa's like, you know what? I got to put something in that mouth. I noticed that you're Wait, right at the Scar- right height. Mufasa's not in our porno. Scar is. Oh, Scar. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. They were role-playing just earlier in the previous yeah. scene. They're, yeah. getting, they're, getting back, they're, getting, they're getting back to Mufasa themselves. Mufasa is, is like at the back of the cave playing PlayStation yeah. 4 with noise-canceling headphones yes. on. Yeah. So, so he's like, he's oblivious to all the hot shit that's about to go down, you guys. And that only makes it hotter. And Timon's like, but I've never sucked a dick before. And Slinky's like, oh, I got you. And he slowly pulls himself apart. And inside of him is just tons and tons of dildos. And they put them in all of Mr. Potato Head holes, and then they all start. So he's like a he's like a dick, like you know those sea yeah. mines. Yeah. He looks like a sea. <laughs> he looks like a sea anemone. Yeah, but with with but, but with, with dildos dicks. with like penises. And Slinky Dog's like, I've been doing this for so long on myself. Now let me show you how to do it. And he just goes to town. <laughs> yes, I mean he's, to he's town. wrapping himself all the way <laughs> yeah, around yeah, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Potato Head, and oh, making yeah. that weird slinky noise, and it's just. So- Somehow, mm-hmm. adding for sure, for sure, yeah. adding to it, and, and, move, and uh, Scar is sitting he's, above all of it. He's, he's bossing, just watching. He's so bossing far. everybody yeah. around. He's not getting involved, but he's like running the show. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, he's the mistress here. Yeah, it's he's intense. insulting everybody a little bit to kind of you know get them in the mood. Yeah, yeah, and and he's also doing fin dom. So they're yeah. all they've all dropped <laughs> off checks. They dropped <laughs> off checks for him. <laughs> <laughs> He financially, he financially dominates all of them. Because the dildos are, he forces them to buy all these dildos. Yeah, yeah, and he's got like his Amazon wish list and all this business. And he won't he, because he's bossing them all around. He won't let any of them seconds. come. And then he jerks off with his giant lion paws all top of everybody. Yeah, and, that's it. and they all finish simultaneously. Yeah, from the force of his lion come. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Did that take me on an emotional and sexual journey? And financial. And yeah. financial. Yeah. We cover yeah. all the bases here. Uh, is Finn Dom an actual thing? That's a thing, yeah. Oh, Tell yeah. me everything about Finn Dom so, <laughs> right now. Uh, all I know about it is there are people who like to give money to Doms. Do they want to be my friend? <laughs> Very possibly. I will yell at them. I don't know how it... I, I don't know Go much away. more about it than that, other than uh-huh. I know that there are people who are just like, just give me money. That's yeah. it. And... That's as far, like, I would never have sex with you. You're beneath my notice. But in order to worship me, wow, you can give me cash. Yeah, horny, Jeez, horny for money. And that is what Scar from The Lion King does. Sure, <laughs> okay. Well, your story gave me, um, gave me things to think about. It 
expanded my. You want to expand your mind and your Did body it into yeah. crazy Did it expand sex your, things. So your pants. No. Yeah. yeah. And it gave me a sea anemone of dicks. <laughs> also, you were always going to win because I'm on your side. It is not acceptable for adults to go to Disneyland. Sorry, you guys didn't have a chance. Exploded with I know. Yes, and that is I appreciate Have you ever seen I that do. in real life? <laughs> I do. It was very close. It was closer than it should have been, guys. <laughs> All right, fair. All right. Uh, so, it's the end. We're going to plug our stuff, right? That's yeah, what we like do Mr. On Potato Head. But <laughs> nice. then to offset the ego karma, we're going to plug something that someone else did that you want the world to know about. We'll start with you, Mallory. Uh, so if you want to follow me on Twitter or anywhere, you can find me at Mallory O'Mara. Uh, if you want to buy my book, you can buy it anywhere. Please buy it at your local bookstore, though. If you're interested in Hollywood, in horror, in feminism, in uh, history, in art history, in women's history, it's the it's a combination of all of those things. And something that I want to plug that I'm super excited about is uh, a comic book that I really, really love. Uh, it just came out, a uh, new run, Doom Patrol. If you've been watching the show, it's fantastic. No. It's a bunch of really fucked up superheroes who are just trying to work through their stuff and go to therapy. It's fantastic. Right on. Dang. And you did it like like I had a gun to your head. <laughs> you <laughs> I, just I, I just finished a four month long like, book tour. Yeah. I could give I could probably recite my entire book in thirty seconds it. if you if you uh-huh. asked me to. I love it. Josh Briggs. Oh hi. hi. It's great to be here. Uh, I'd like to plug my new podcast called Mummy and Diddy. Uh, you don't have to be a parent to like it, but it helps if you are. If, um, it's about horror movies, as I mentioned, featuring children and we talk about some parenting stuff. So whether you like Movies, if you were once a child yourself or have children, it's a good thing to check out. It's available wherever finer podcasts are given away for free. And uh, come check it out. And a thing I will plug is uh, a new album from the artist Florist that's coming out called Emily Alone. And it is beautiful and it is very emotional and very personal. And it is uh, it's really great. And it comes out at the end of uh, it comes out at the beginning of August. Great. So. Keep an eye out. Okay. Mm. And, and you're an insider. I'm an insider. Look, <laughs> is what you're saying. I steal music yeah. from the internet. You get advanced copies of things. We get it. That's right. Jamie? Uh, you can, uh, if, if you happen to live in the UK, I'm doing my show, Boss Whom is Girl, which is a show making fun of corporate feminism, Sheryl Sandberg, Elizabeth Holmes, and the like. Uh, I'm going to be doing it in London at the end of July, and then I'll be at Edinburgh Fringe Fest for all of August, if you want to come see it. And then I have a podcast called The Bechdel Cast uh, about uh, women in movies that comes out every Thursday. Uh, something that I... Have oh, something I've been thinking about a lot recently is Will Poulter, the man. Mm. Uh, just been thinking about him a lot, developing a really, really debilitating crush on him. Mm-hmm. And I th- <laughs> figured out where it comes from. And you can look it up online. If you look at a picture of Will Poulter next to, speaking of Toy Story, a picture of Sid from Toy Story, my oh. connection, my major crush on Sid as a kid because... Bad Boys Rule uh, is d- directly connected to my current crush on Will Poulter, and he has even cosplayed as Sid. It's uncanny. It is so. a really interesting face that guy mm. has. Will I love Who it? Is Will, Will Poulter. Will Poulter. He's in Midsummer, and he was oh in Oh my Bandersnatch. god! He was the kid I just saw Midsummer. Oh, yeah. he's uh, he's the he's the, the like shitty asshole. Guy? Yeah, that's who I mean, you want to bone. Asshole. Yes, I love him. He was in Where the Millers. He was the uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot okay. of things. He was oh. in uh, Son of Rambo. That was his big breakout thing. He was a really? British yeah. as a child. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, he's a sweet angel, Very and good. I'm going to marry him. Oh. Congratulations! Yeah. Thank you so much. Good Humphrey thing. Carm. He's- 
Uh, oh gosh, what have I got to plug? I mean, my, myself, just as an mm-hmm. entity, I suppose, <laughs> via uh, uh, Twitter and all that sort of business, which is just my name, I if think. If people want to or be fin domed by you, what's your Venmo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just search my name. I think it's just Humphrey Carr on Venmo. And just just uh-huh. send me cash. Uh, Can we send you requests for cash? <laughs> you know. Uh, that is no, uh, you're beneath Some my Some sort of domination <laughs> pyramid in that, scheme. In that <laughs> And um, you dumb five friends. <laughs> in, like in due course, I don't know when it's coming out. Um, look out for Apple TV show uh, Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet, which I was involved with the creation thereof. Wait, I worked on it as a writer. I didn't create it. I don't want to get sued by the WGA. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, God. Um, and uh, then also, in terms of things that I would like to plug that's nothing to do with me, I'm going to plug another comic as well called The Magic Order, uh, which is a Mark Miller comic for his new Netflix sort of uh, uh, press. Uh, and it's great. It's basically, I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't like this comparison, but it's basically like someone got to play around doing adult violence in the Harry Potter universe. And I, I quite like it. That sounds It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's really cool. It's like violent and adult. Right on. Thank you. I'm Dave Holmes. My book, Party of One, is on shelves. I would like to recommend, since we talked about it earlier, uh, the short uh, feeding time. It is on YouTube. Uh, mm. My friend Matt Mercer wrote and directed it. Um, it is really stylish and scary and fun and short. You're in, you're out in 13 minutes, and it'll stick with you for a lifetime. Humphrey Carr, Mallory O'Meara, Jamie Loftus, Josh Briggs, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the AirPods. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Troubled Waters. Bye. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Humphrey Carr. Bye. Valerie O'Meara. Bye. Jamie Loftus. Bye. And Josh Briggs. Bye. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Ladytron. They're not here to make a noise, but thanks to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman. We can't hear you wave. Hi! Yeah! And John Luke Roberts, and our producers are Christian Duenas. Yeah! And Laura Swisher. And we're all in love with you. Bye! MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.